My name is Michael Rosso. I'm here with Mark Dalzell. Hello. And Mr. John Fidelli. I wish to be left alone. This is our holiday show. Damn exclusion, it's not fair. No, but it's business. Yay. I'm very excited. Thank goodness it's here. I have a um, favorite time of year. We're going to be doing a camera review. Mark's going to be talking about the Petri 35. Oh. Petri. Oh. We have a bunch of listener letters. We're going to be giving away a camera. Yes. We're going to be starting a new camera giveaway. Yes. 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 And I have some top ten lists. Do which, you? Yeah, which is always fun. I'm surprised you guys. Okay. But before we get started, right today... It's definitely not your corn muffins. But yeah, later on, we're time traveling. Later on... For every corn muffin you buy. Later on, I'm going to fool John by think, giving him a letter <laughs> that he thinks is a letter, and it's my corn muffin... Um, my corn muffin... Uh, what do you call that? Recipe. Recipe. Yes. But that's in the future, folks. This is the Pulp Fiction edition what of are you doing? FPP. What are you doing, FPP? Big Kahuna Burger. Big Kahuna Burger. Big Kahuna Burger. That's that Hawaiian burger joint. I hear they got some tasty burgers. This is the most exciting thing, December 15th, 2023. By the way, folks, this is the only time in the history of the planet and oh. of the universe oh. that this will ever happen. Oh, my. No, that's, that's true, right, Mark? December 15th? Yeah, I've never heard of it. No, this giveaway oh. is only happening today. Yeah. Yes. So if you're traveling in time, if you're in the future listening back, you've oh, missed it. It's already over. And then if you're in the past... Those people who listen to episode five who want a camera giveaway. Film plus the darkroom.com 2024 calendar package. package. That's, that's what it's called. Christmas happy you're number one chicken package. Yes, this could be like perfect gift for yourself, for other people. What you get is a 2024 thedarkroom.com calendar, which appropriately... It's themed with film. Film. With all kinds and of crazy robots. films. And robots. I can help. So every... Every month is a different type of film that's yep. lovingly illustrated, uh, and it has that mischievous little goofy little robot. That's true. I can help. He, so He's up to something. So what frame. you get for $24, before everyone's like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> for $24, you get four rolls of mystery film. When I say mystery... It's expired film, mm-hmm. but it's mysterious. When I say mysterious, thirty-five millimeter, you're not going to get the shaft of getting like a low ISO six film. No, 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 no. no. You're going to get. That's not getting the shaft. Well, some people be like, what? <laughs> yeah, all the all the the point eight SO stuff. You, that, uh, no, no, these likes. will be f- four rolls of like mainstream Kodak normal Gold film. or Fuji, Ilford's yes. Superior, or something like. Yeah, that. Ilford's Kodaks, maybe some FPP, but all like manageable ISOs. Yes, four rolls of film. And the awesome full color, the darkroom.com calendar. Yeah, how much? $12 retail value for the calendar alone. That's, yeah. No, that is absolutely true. It's true. $24 gets you four rolls of film plus the 2024 calendar. This is That's not nice. like us like bundling the 2023 calendar <laughs> <laughs> to try and get rid of them. Right. This is brand new. Brand new for the year 2024. Yeah. John hand wrote four over all the threes in the 2023 <laughs> and calendar. And it's a calendar so it's that fun. you like. It's a desktop calendar. You oh, like, it's got a little yeah, stand a little there. Stand and it's then nice. It's cute. It is. It's Tell the you, film. The, the drawings are, are really excellent. They really are, and the drawings are by they're lifelike and whimsical at the same time. It's on the. I can help. Uh, art is by Edward Dinzole. Oh, it, see, he said it Italian. Hey, Dinzole. Dinzole. What'd you call it? Dinzole. Dinzole. Because I'm Dalzel. Yeah. <laughs> I can help. And then if you got a Z in your last name <clears throat> or a Z. So You're that's it, club. folks. That's very exciting. You'll see yeah. it in the newsletter today, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's cool. That's, that's pretty good. Yeah, we'll be, we'll Everybody be, loves mystery film. We'll be right back. The new Kodak Colorverse 250 instant camera and the tree trimming. I'll let them start trimming the tree. Hurry home. 
You know, he doesn't have to miss anything. Open it. It's a Kodak Instant Camera, huh? The Kodak Colorburst 250, the new instant camera with a convenient built-in flash. It's the gift that starts giving instantly. Hey, we're back. So my contribution to this show, from a treat perspective, <gasps> I stopped at Il Dolce. It's an Italian pastry shop in Hawthorne, New Jersey. It's a oh. very unassuming looking place. Here's what we got. Lobster. 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 This is a uh, pasta chot. What is that? Pasta chot. Yeah, but what's in it? Yeah, that, I'm good. You know what? You be. The, you uh, ask that question. I'll be the guy. Okay. Hey, what's in what's what is what's in there? Oh, uh, you know the pasta uh, pot the pasta chot. <laughs> what he said. <laughs> That's what he says. It's pasta chot. Uh, now this is a lobster tail, because it has cream in it. If that didn't have cream, it would be called spuyadel. Oh, really? Yes. I thought it was spuyadel. Svul. Maybe. Get a pastry box. Now fill it with cannoli, spuyadel, and napoleons. Then we have Eclair. Then you have these Italian pastries that have just, you know, un-Italian names like Eclair. Is that Italian or is that like American? That's French. It's French. Eclairs are French. And then a cannoli. Leave the gun. Take the cannoli. I want the Eclair. Oh, really? Eclair or a cannoli? Well, you know, while we're eating, folks. (laughs) Yeah. Everyone loves to listen to people eating while they talk. Um... It wasn't like I went into Il Dolce Italian pastry shop. Mm-hmm. My God, hey, listen, I got this podcast. So, <laughs> you know, maybe you give you know eight a dozen pastries, and we'll mention you. We'll give you we'll give you two mentions on air. No, that doesn't work that way. No. So Spotify. So all of a sudden, Mark, all of a sudden, this thing came up because you know how this year everything's seriously everything's quote unquote AI. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like every platform, every everything's everyone's pushing this like it's a good thing. So all of a sudden, because it puts it puts mixes together for you. You know about Spotify, Mark? Heard of it. Okay. Well, it did a. I'm D- a Pandora guy. It did a DJ, and it says AI DJ. Pandora's still a thing. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh. So I pressed it, and so I'm going to play it for you folks of what the, the robot DJ is going to say. Let's see. Hey, what's happening? I'm X, and you know what? I'm feeling really good about the music I got for you right here. <laughs> Jumping right in with some of your normal music right here. Starting with the Beatles. Right here. Okay, so I can't play the Beatles, but let's go back to the DJ. Hmm. Okay, coming next. This is the kind of stuff you tend to get into on Fridays, starting with the monochrome set. Hmm. I've, folks, I've never listened to the monochrome set on Friday in my life. So, because I was going to say on fr- specifically on Friday, because when he said he's, I thought the robot is pulling from all the data of anything I've listened to on Friday. Hmm. But I've never listened ever in my life. Have, I've never even heard of the monochrome set. Have you guys? Nope. Nope. Next. All right, I'm going to change it up to some of your top songs a few months ago. Up first, Steve Hackett. Yes! yes! <laughs> You're the only guy in the world that would say that. <laughs> uh, John and I go to see Steve Hackett, former guitarist for Genesis, every time he comes to town. Yep, like five years running. Maybe we should up it. So when he's playing in New York and New Jersey, maybe we should also go see him in Tarrytown. Really? Or Red Bank? Like, I don't know. Maybe. That's too much. Terrytown. Yeah. Have you ever heard of a cold cheese pizza? No, no. tell me. I went to the, whatever the venue is called there in Terrytown, and just down the block from it, I went to this, this pizza place, and it was like a regular looking pizza place, but the guy in front of me, I was about to order a slice. The guy in front of me says, uh, let me get a slice, of, uh, let me get a cold cheese. <clears throat> uh, I heard him say, like, get, let me get cochise. Or, like, I couldn't hear what yeah. he said, but the guy handed him a slice of cheese pizza, and then like a like a Pepsi cup full of shredded mozzarella cheese. 
And the guy walked away. And I was like, what? What is I that? said, what What did he just order? He's like, oh, it's a cold cheese. It's a cold cheese slice. I'm like, what never, is that? I never heard of it. He's like, we give you a super hot slice of cheese pizza and a cup of mozzarella cheese. And you pour it on top and it like starts to melt. But then it's like all chewy and bitey. I'm like, oh my God. let me get two of those. It was the best piece of pizza I've ever had. You had one? Yeah, I got, I got two. Cold cheese, they called it. So, so what, you ate the pasta jot? Or you had the no. eclair? Eclair. eclair. What did you think? Okay, It's good. It's very good. Best eclair. According to my wife, best eclairs. Really? Yep. All right. So really quick. So go back to the guy from Spotify who's trying to tell you what you yeah, like. Yeah. Hey, it's Friday. Time to listen to some wiggles. <laughs> John said, John's like, oh, he knows you're in New Jersey, and that's why he's putting that accent He's on. got like a Jersey attitude. You think accent. that's true? Oh, I didn't even get Jersey out of that. You didn't get the Jersey a little bit of attitude? Maybe a little hey, bit. Hey, let me tell you what you like. Well, change your location to somewhere else and see what he says. Well, he, no. Howdy. Here's a little bit of Buddy Hackett for you on this lovely Friday. <laughs> Buddy Hackett. That's <laughs> so I'm walking down the street, and I see this duck. Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I'm going to tell you guys my top 10 according to this machine mm. which obviously ten, knows you so well my top 10 songs for 2023 yeah uh one is intercepted message by the theoses what exactly yeah now this i do play all the time the original tokens version of the lion sleeps tonight oh yeah god wow. i love it Weedy. really oh yeah i oh, love, yeah. love it what do you do you're like oh, i don't feel so good let me put on the tokens <laughs> get a little pick me up well you know i'll tell you you know i'm glad you asked what's that. going on in the jungle tonight <laughs> i need to hear that high-pitched that's what i just did and he practiced it in the shower though he probably plays it and tries to hit those notes right mike that's why you play it so much no, what happened was, in 1972, when I was a child, yes. I bought a 45 RPM record. A remake was done in 1972 by a guy named Robert John hmm. on the Atco label. Really? Yes. That is the version I had. Oh. It's, in, in my opinion, not as good inferior. as... Inferior. Inferior, yeah. But that's that I heard... You know how you get things drilled in your head when you're a kid, Mark? Yeah. Yeah. And then when you're an adult, all of a sudden, I mean, it's imprinted, you know, in yeah. your brain somewhere. I got hurt by the eels. Wow. Don't know that one. And so if you're, in a, if you're in a mood and you're like, your mood is too good, you're like, oh, I need to take it down a bit. If your mood is... Eels. Darkness of Night by Kevin Morby. You love that guy. I do. No, you turned me on to him. John came in, out of the, just walked in, had a Kevin Morby LP. And you're like, here, I got this for you. I didn't know what it was. I didn't know who he was. You played it with an open mind. And I just thought, that is, that is his best album. That definitely is his best album. That's called uh, City, City Nights? City, City Lights? City something. City something. Oh, yeah, on. we love it so much. I can't remember the title. Uh, North Dakota by Parquat Courts. Parquet Courts. <laughs> yeah. Parquat? How does that go? I love the Parquet Courts. I can't. I can play a little bit for you. Yeah. I never heard of any of these. Parquet Courts are awesome. American Daughter by Beach House. Yes. 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 Pretty, listen to weird music. Pretty Ballerina by The Left Bank. Wow. Earlier this year, I always talking to John. John, that Left Bank. You know, the Left Bank is kind of like, you know, forgotten. The big you hit know, was Walk Away Renee. Yeah. Hey, you know who doesn't get enough respect? The Left Bank. How many records they put out? Two. Well, that's why. Uh, Levitz by Granddaddy. Mm-hmm. It's on an album called Concrete Dunes. This is, I mean, I listen to, I listen to this every day. Who is this? Granddaddy. Oh. Uh, Wait. Is that off of Someday? No. Sounds like Smooth Sailors. <laughs> sounds, like, sounds like Jandek. That Jandek. Remember Jandek? <laughs> His records go for a lot of money. Yeah. Here we go. So far, so what? Yeah, they got a good groove. 
The granddaddy, I mean, I've asked you this before, the, the drummer is so, like, he's very... He's laid back. He's laid back, poundy. Yeah. He seems heavy-handed. Well, he's not, he doesn't play a lot, but what he plays is very excellent for that music. Top two, Dance With Me Child, Kevin Morby. Again with the Morby. And Triumph by Kevin Morby. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, thought, I, thought you, oh, I thought it was the band Triumph. I was actually going to say I heard of that one. I don't think I've heard of any of those except for Steve Hackett. What do you listen to, uh, Hackett? I'm completely all over the place. That's the, you know, the problem I have is uh, I, at home I tend to listen to my Amazon Echo device, but I just have music running 24-7. So I'll say, you know, like, oh, like, you know, I don't want to wake everybody's thing up. Hey, you know, Amazon hey, you. device, um, alopecia. Play, play music, <laughs> and she says, "Oh, playing your most played songs." And then she comes on with something I've never even heard yeah, before. And I, I wonder like if that. some of it is their it's sponsored stuff that they're just pushing on people. But sometimes Absolutely. I think, yeah, like while I'm away at work and my dog is listening all day long, is he just been listening to, <laughs> you know, Smash Mouth and whatever all this random Smash Mouth? It's putting on like Katie. Swift and whatever those singers are. Oh, no, wait. Apple gave me my end of the year list. Oh! Like, oh Everybody's been getting those. It. Number one band, Arctic Monkeys. Okay. I've heard of them. Yeah. I like John so far. Number two band, Kansas. Yeah, John Underrated Good. prog rock band. I never um, would have thought of Kansas as prog rock, but yeah, I guess They're so. total prog rock. Yeah, I never think of that. Lana Del Rey was on there. Beach hey. House was on there. You know, this person sent me thing. a... Uh, yeah. An email telling me that he had a podcast review. I think this is the first podcast review blog ever for FPP. What is this? Uh, Who's the, oh, this the guy. Guys. Oh, you know this guy? His name is Pekka, Pekka Keskinen. I'm Pekka. You got first name or last name? Oh, it's all of them. Oh. Little, little from column A, little from column B. Pekka Keskinen. He says he's been listening to FPP for a while. Uh, in addition to being actually useful, crumbs. Yeah, careful, man. Oh. John, ha- John has a plate <laughs> under his... Uh, I don't know how that happened. Italian pastry, but it's like this <laughs> it's is jumping. Italian you pastry is it, it jumps. They it's Mike's nickname for John's beard. <laughs> He's got a plate under his Italian pastry. In addition wow. to being actually useful, I absolutely fell in love with the crew and their approach to the production. There's no generic stock music, not to mention Squarespace ads, <laughs> but in-house in-house produced tunes and soundscapes instead. Another famous trademark is their use of random catchphrases and sound effects that more often than not get you off guard. Uncle June, how was Boca? Wonderful. I don't go down enough. That's not what I heard. For example, they often play a sound sample of an elderly man saying, The Google, (laughs) whenever Google is mentioned. The Google. I find it hilarious because I now hear that sample in my mind literally every time someone mentions Google in day-to-day life. Uh, Here's a letter from uh, Roger Hyam relating to our letter from last show. Uh, Which... Oh, the the angry letter? Yeah. The title is, I'm deeply insulted. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> I'm not going to do his Scottish accent. Yeah, I will. Well, no. you can't because you're Scottish. That's true. I'm, al- I'm allowed. No. <laughs> As a listener in Edinburgh, the Scottish one, I'm deeply insulted that you use the terms British and English interchangeably in the last podcast. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. I know that. I know about that. I'm sorry if I did that. Attached is an ad for the last good British camera. It's on the back. Oh. Except... Don't eat the cannoli. The cannoli's mine. Get a pastry box. Now fill it with cannoli, schwiedel, and Napoleons. Leave the cannoli. <laughs> You're going to eat both of them? Take the lobster. Take the leave, lobster. The yeah, leave the cannoli. Leave the cannoli. No, I'm, I'm done. I ate the pasta chopped. 
Okay, it was good, right? It was very good. It's subtle. It's all in the cream. It's subtle, yeah. Cake is nice. Yeah, go on. Oh, yeah, yeah. Attached is an ad for the last good British camera, except it was a copy of a German Leica, just like everyone else's at the time. The Brits went bust. The Soviets kept making them with no innovation for 50 years after they stole them from the Germans. He didn't say that. I did. The Germans turned them into a luxury brand, and the Japanese turned them into something fantastic. The story of our world. Keep up the good work. Roger. Ooh. A new Scott. Oh, I was born in England, so see, it's good I didn't do. The Reed. It does. That looks like a camera you would like to try, uh, Mark. Yeah, totally. With the pop-out lens. I mean, yeah, it looks like... yeah, it looks like many cameras that I have. It looks, kind of, it looks a little bit like the camera that I've got with me today. The Reed RNS 35mm. I don't even know what brand it is, but there it is. 19, oh, 1959. So I've never heard of Reed. Nope, me either. I'll have to keep You've an eye out. You've never come across Reed in any of your uh, travels. Uh, what's that road? Portnay Road? What's the name of that oh, road? Oh, the Portobello Road market. Portobello Road. Yeah, I haven't been to Portobello Road in years now, but oh, yeah, that's, that's where you would find it. I thought you went on your last trip down uh, to England there. Yeah. There How many years ago was that? Oh, I thought that you was like, just there. Oh, I wasn't in London. Uh, we were up north. We were up in, uh, we went to Edinburgh. Oh. Um, but, uh, yeah. Well, there we go. Oh, here it is. Reed and Sigrist. Sounds like a Sounds like a disease. Magician. I'm sorry, sir. You have Reed and Sigrist. Well, he caught me doing a not-so-great job wrapping a great Christmas gift. A Kodak Tele Instamatic 608 camera. It's almost like giving two cameras because it has two lenses. Okay, Star, do your stuff. Look how the telephoto lens can make the best part of your picture bigger. A Kodak Tele 608 camera doesn't cost a great deal of money. But it gives a great deal of pleasure. And like all Kodak gifts, the Tele 608 camera says, open me first to save Christmas in pictures. Hey, we're back. Wow. Here we go. Typed. Oh, forget it. Typed. This guy's the winner. Folded. Clear winner. Crisp. Dear Michael and FPP crew, I enjoyed your podcast 313, and I would like to participate in the Polaroid Third Man Records giveaway. I swear by my lucky charms that I will not flip the camera. (laughs) My Aunt Angeline gave me her Polaroid 600, and it works marvelously. I put five packs of film through it already, but I don't have much to show for it. Mm. It's not his fault. Sorry, Polaroid. I enjoy going. They did. (laughs) I enjoy going to family functions and parties with it, and to give pictures away. That's that's super cool. The whole point. The problem he's having. He doesn't say this. Is he takes the picture, but by the time the picture is actually developed, Mm -hmm. everyone left. (laughs) Nobody. Last name is Mr. Dover. Dover's last name is. Who is it? Last name is Dover. Was that a Canon A1? Yes. What lens? Did, what lens did you choose? 50, what, the same um, exact lens. John gave me a 1.2. He found 50. back there. No. Is it a 1.2 or 1.4? No, 1.4. Oh, okay. Those are beautiful. Turns lenses. out my lens. My lens was was bum. It was a bum. Bum lens. Incidentally, I do shoot thir- 35, 135 film. I had done so back in the late 70s, and through the mid 80s, smartphones took over from there. Honestly, I was gifted an Olympus OM1 camera, and it was fantastic. Those are nice cameras. They are great lenses. He says it's an awesome, awesome camera! Exclamation point. On a recent pilgrimage to Israel. In Jerusalem, in the market, four Armenian shop owners stopped me and asked me why I was carrying a film camera. Four of them. (laughs) I told them the truth. I can take pictures all day long on my phone, post one or two on my Instagram, and never look at them again. With film, I wait with anticipation for the results. Mm. Mm -hmm. 
I have the negatives printed, and I keep them in an album on my coffee table for everyone to enjoy. The youngest Armenian tapped his index finger on his head and said, Smart idea. This is like a fable. By the time we had finished our conversation, the youngest one was asking me for internet resources for film cameras. I included your website in my references. <coughs> Best, nice. Brian CPAC. P.S. My Smith Corona's ribbon needs a lot of attention. Yeah. Well, Brian, you won the Third Man Records Polaroid camera and pack of yes. yellow 600 film. Yellow film. Nice, nicely done. This past December 1st, 2023, Harmon in the UK released their new color film, uh, Phoenix 35mm. And here in the US, here at the FPP online store, it was... It, monstrous success yeah your image of those two hounds was one of my favorite i really love i really love that shot it's just like the colors are so crazy on it yeah it's just like the painting in uh goodfellas the dog uh, one's looking this way one's looking that way i like this one the dog one dog goes one way and the other dog goes the other way and this guy's saying what do you want from me yes <laughs> no but you know it's it was funny shooting that film because it was like it was like walking in and, and doing an exam and then getting out of the exam afterwards and going to all your friends like, oh, what'd you get for number seven? Seriously? Oh, man. Oh, no, I didn't. Because I shot that film, developed it, posted it. And then once it was revealed, I went back and started looking. Like the stuff that Matt Marosh was doing, those portraits that he did oh, were my incredible. God. Yeah. Like, I don't know how he, how he got the colors, you know, so good on it. And stuff that I've seen other people shooting he is shot completely an different empty than mine. room that was amazing. It was like the room with the coat, yeah, right. the, the hat, and the yeah, yeah. jacket on. I'm like, Still whoa. Life. It was very nice. Quite but then you look at my pictures, yeah. and they, they look like they were shot on a completely yeah. different XP. I had my F3. I had my best lens. I was... I was trying to be careful with it. I used but you weren't fresh like in, chemistry. You weren't in Bahamas or Aruba. Maybe you just didn't have enough time to think. Uh, yeah. Anyhow, your, your image made the cut. Well, thank you. But I, it's, I, it's it's interesting to see like his portrait that he shot versus my two red dogs. Now, and to see that those two came out of the same same film, it's so, interesting. So, folks, we're talking about Harmon Phoenix, the new color film. John, you shot a role. I developed mm-hmm. and scanned it for John. Now, but I really liked your role. But Did you? you seemed Where's a little. Yours? I didn't see it. I was disappointed in it. I I mean, I I'm tired of shooting my freaking kids. But I did a lot. I shot it in a Holga. And I did double exposures. So I'd get them to oh. shake their heads, and I'd reframe it and get them to shake th- their head the other way. But it doesn't really highlight the film. It just looks like any old film, because it's flash photography. Will you take your best and put them on your Instagram? Sure. Big Head Sue 2, T-O-O. Couldn't uh, get Big Head Sue? No, somebody had it, wow. oddly enough. John used the Holga 135 BC. If you open up <laughs> the back of the camera, there's a little piece of, there's four pieces of plastic. Yeah. That huh. that blur yeah, the give it a nice vignette. Vignette. They give you a nice vignette. Oh, that I would say blurred corner. I would give it that. I pulled out my Holga one thirty five BC after you. Like I saw you you shooting with it, and I was I, I'm like I'm like oh, it's a great. I, I, I pulled, it's so much fun. Yeah. I specifically went to my shelf to Jump pull out a one thirty a, a Holga one thirty five for Hattie because she wanted to try one. Couldn't find. It, it turns out the only one I have is the pinhole. Uh, I have the one thirty five PH or whatever it's called. Yeah. Okay. I was like, oh, I, I, I thought I had one. You'll try another roll? I'll try another roll. So ro- another roll, what would you shoot? Well, you can't because it's sold out. Well, you know, I have to shoot. I have a shoot tomorrow. Oh, what's that? So I could shoot. Do you on, have time? I have to shoot digital, and then I'll just shoot a couple of film what, shots. And so what would you use? What would I use? Probably my F3. F3. I don't know. By the phone. Nikon F3. I totally rely on, like, you folks listening and John and Mark and Mark O'Brien. Mm-hmm. I don't. I've, I don't shoot. I don't shoot Holga. I don't shoot Nikon. Why? Time to wake this show up. 
Because I shoot cannon, man. Only. There's so many. I shot Minolta. I shot cannon. I shoot Nikon. I can't tell you how. Today is the day I finally gave up my F3. When, and now when, John's when, shooting F3. When Leslie walks oh, in. See, there you go. Not fair. When Leslie someone walks in. Someone dies and someone's born. There you go. Or on the rare occasion Mark O'Brien walks in. And now Mark Dalzell's walked in with a cannon. I'm yeah. thrilled. Right here. Right here. Why yeah, are you shooting with we'll that cannon? Give it a cannon? try. What am I shooting what? Why are you shooting with that cannon? Uh, I just feel like I've been leaning on my F3 way too heavily the last year. And you had that. Yeah, I've got I've got a big shelf of uh, of Canon and SLRs, but the only Canon the only Canon SLR I've ever shot is the Pelix. Oh, okay. So I've got the I've got a bunch of EOSes, and I've got this is an A1. I've got the AE1. I've got the mm-hmm. I don't even know what they all are. So you're going to do a review on that in the future? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's not it's not going to be a surprise. Pretty much everyone knows what this thing is, but yeah, I'll talk about it. We've never done a review of the A1. It's already so complicated. I had to like. I, I, it's not that complicated. Well, because it wasn't working. I couldn't get it to light up earlier, and I actually had to look up the manual online to make sure that I had switched it. Like the camera was actually turned on because there's so many little buttons that pop up and down, and I don't know what they all do. Because you have the lock and the uh, yeah, timer. So, yeah, there's one, A one. and L, and then there was this little button in the front that I didn't know what that did. And is that the timer? I, this is like a lock. Oh yeah, it's that's like, locked, so you can't take it off. Yeah, so yeah, just stuff like that. Like, I, so I had to actually look up to make but sure the camera good. was on, and then I realized once I had confirmed that I had all the buttons in the right place, that's when I realized I had the battery in upside down. So now it's working just fine, except the battery is four LR forty fours and a piece of tin foil. Four of them? Because the because I don't have the actual Canon battery. Uh, what you know is, what? So I jammed four forty fours and a piece of tin foil. Oh, in. that little uh, it's a little six volt. We got those. Here. Yeah. I like this one. The dog, one dog goes one way and the other dog goes the other way. Well, one is going east and the other one is going west. So what? Camera giveaway. Okay. Ilford oh, my Harvard, God. I forgot we're back to that. Phoenix. It's exciting, folks. So for this, John and I came This month's this. giveaway. This month's giveaway. We're giving away. People are going to be more interested in the film than the camera, but yeah. it should be the other way around. What is that, a sticker? Yes. I didn't get a sticker. So we're giving away this show. We're giving away oh. a, a Harman reusable camera. It's a b- little black plastic point-and-shoot camera that has built-in flash. Mm-hmm. A roll of the new Phoenix Color 200 film. Sold out. Yeah. Maybe it'll be back in stock by the time this airs. Oh, uh, maybe. And a roll. Uh, and a roll. And a, st- yeah. a sticker <laughs> and, of a roll. And a sticker of a roll. To win this camera, you need to send a letter to Film Photography Project. Attention, Harman Camera. P.O. Box... Uh, 264. <laughs> it's just on the envelope. <laughs> P.O. Box 264, Fairlawn, New Jersey, 07410. The rules are as follows. This is only good in the U.S., and this offer is good. So today's the 15th of December, 2023. It's only good till the 1st of January. So you have two weeks to get your letter in. Get it together. To get it together. Send it in and... And do they have to say anything specific in this letter? This is how it happened last time. Well, like, all of a sudden yeah. we had like a whole page... Yeah. Um, well, that letter that guy just sent, that was nice. You need to send, just tell us about yourself. <clears throat> yeah, Make it short nice and sweet, letter. but tell us about yourself and why you may be interested in this item. Yeah. That's all. Yeah, that'd be true. Don't just be like, enter me <laughs> in your contest, Bill. <laughs> it's actually a Harman branded camera. That's kind of cool. Yeah. We, we, you know, we mentioned this probably many times over the years, but John and I gave away uh, Meadowland Showcase t-shirts <laughs> back, back in the, in the 1990s. Mm-hmm. Yes. And we would get an entry and it'd be like, it'd be, open it up and it'd be like, Men's medium shirt. That's all. Let's say <laughs> nothing else. Nothing else. Well, that that camera looks a lot like that 
Kodak camera. It's basically uh, the same <clears throat> camera. <isn't> it? <clears throat> so funny John should mention this. The Harman reusable camera and the Kodak M35 camera, which John just shot with. I shot it last night at a jazz club. Why? They are, look. They're made they're in the same machine. the same freaking camera. No, they <laughs> yeah, are. Basically. They are. No, they are oh the same. Oh, yeah, they are. They are the same camera. They're made in the same it's injection crazy. mold. Except that one's funny. plastic yellow and one's black. One's plastic black. Uh, so, John, we're going to do a review um, in the soon. Well, because, no, those filters that you gave me, those come separately or are those part of the camera? John, you're going to no. do a camera review? No, these, yeah. Yeah, plastic Whoa. camera review. He shot the Kodak M35 camera. We received this from the kind folks at Kodak. Uh, Kodak camera filters. Combo set for M35 and M38 camera. And you get like a star filter, a selfie, a selfie shot, like a, a pink. Right. Now, and, they're not for the pink. flash. They go over the lens. Over the lens. Oh, well, you can do it over the flash, too. Oh, see how fast that flash charges? Oh, that's because you just put... Uh, it's amazing. Does it have films in it? Oh, yeah, it does. Yeah. I shot 24. Oh, the flash I is thought, already I loaded. I it was 24 exposure. That's why I only no. shot 24. Oh, C36 takes forever. I don't know. Let's talk about Mark's camera. <clears throat> when we come back, we're going to be doing a camera review. Didn't I say Ebenezer Scrooge would be here? I knew you'd change your mind. Right, I have changed my mind. Oh, good, then you'll take our bit. The price has gone up. Gone up? But that's not possible. You want my corn, gentlemen. You must meet my quote. Plus 5% for the delay. That's outrageous, Scrooge. You'll be left with a warehouse stuffed with corn. Well, that's my affair, isn't it? But if we pay your price, our bread will be dearer. The poor will suffer. Buy the corn someplace else. Good day, sir. <laughs> wow, we're actually on break. Yeah. This is longer than 30 seconds. Maybe I'll get my, my drink. So now, so folks, now we're, on folks break, we're on break, but no one is here. Everyone just, just like, left the room. Left the room. Left the room. It's a good time for me just to talk about nothing. This is the first time that, like, I'm actually just with you folks by myself. <laughs> Mark walked in. He's like, what's going on? I could hear talking, and then I realized you were alone. <clears throat> I was talking to our audience. Oh. I was like, I was, you know, you guys left the room. I was alone with the audience. Enjoy your color slides as never before with new Perutz color films. Brilliant natural colors, wide exposure latitude. Yes, now with new exclusive plastic mounts for better slide projection. Perutz, now processed faster than any other film. Perutz. Oh, by the way, hey, we're back. So while we're on break, I was shooting with the Kodak M35 camera. Comes in like all different colors. Really? What other colors besides white? <laughs> John, we have children listening. Oh, sorry. Red? Can you stand by, please? It's got to be. <laughs> So we have a section of the FPP online store called Compact Cameras. Mm. They're mostly plastic cameras. Mint green, pink. Yes. Oh, everyone likes pink. I told you. Blue. Dark blue, cobalt blue, light blue. Uh, like Probably light blue. Oh, like a marine blue. Marine blue. Gray, red, yellow, purple. Twenty nine ninety nine. That's ridiculous. You think that's ridiculous? Now, it's okay to say it. I think it's ridiculous. You think... In 2023, practically the on the on the on the eve yeah. of 2024, you think yeah. thirty dollars for a camera, for a little plastic camera? Yeah. What do you think? I would pay twenty dollars for that, even begrudgingly. Uh, no, I mean for a brand new camera, thirty bucks. What's that? That's that's two coffees from Starbucks. So that's I, fine. I, I wouldn't pay more than you know seven for it at a thrift store, but brand new, thirty bucks. That's not bad. I think twenty. I think saying to get a plastic point-and-shoot camera for 20 bucks is unrealistic in 2023. Well, what do I know? You're pushing your luck, little man. Well, that's you got your opinion? That's my opinion. I'm sticking yeah, to that's it. That's fine. No soup for you! Probably the best value. Really quick, folks. I like the yellow. I like it. I, I think it looks better than the Harman one because I think the yellow is kind of... 
eye-catching. Really fast. So for thir- for thirty dollars and ninety nine cents, the Harman camera mm. comes with two rolls of film. That's, oh, that's, oh my God! That's well, very reasonable. What film? What film? Harman film. Not the Phoenix. No, comes with. Hold on, you asked. Oh yeah, what show? That's another. That's another clip. What show? I remember that story. Oh, comes with uh, two two boxes of Harman Kentmere four hundred black and white. Oh, well, that's good. That's, that's a that's, that's a, a deal. That's amazing. That's like deal. a twenty dollar value itself. See, that's what I'm talking about, Joey. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's it for the plastic cameras today. Look, okay. I, I love them. I didn't talk about my favorite, not only my pla- favorite plastic camera, mm-hmm. but my but my in my top ten cameras of all time. What the Rito twenty two millimeter ultra wide, wide and slim. And slim. Oh, oh, that's the camera you're shooting outside before. Yeah, yeah, the Rito ultra wide and slim. I mean, it's been around for decades, but it started out with as the Vivitar ultra wide and slim. Oh, look at that. Why then, do you have tape on there? You have a filter. I'm. I shoot. I was shooting FPP color infrared film oh. in this oh, point and shoot. Interesting. And I just taped the yellow filter onto the camera. Hmm. Now, why do you put the f-stop and shutter speed on the bottom there? For what purpose? Uh, oh, I do too. Ref- like you, you want just all wanna, of my Holgas. <laughs> you just want to know. Yeah. You just want to know what it is, like. Because then when you're thinking about what film to use, mm-hmm. you can just go out with a light meter and be like, oh, no, I'm not using, you know, 50 ISO film in this. No or if I'm, out, if I'm out and I need to meter something, just as a reminder, so I don't have to Google. Folks at home, do you put a little cheat sheet on the bottom of your plastic camera that lists the f-stop and the shutter speed? I'd like to know. Podcast. At, at least film. the shutter speed. Usually the f-stop, the f is written on the lens, printed on the lens, isn't it? Podcast at filmphotographyproject.com. <laughs> but, you know, so this was... Vivitar Ultra Wide and Slim, probably 80s and early 90s. Then in the early 2000s, a company called Superheads. Superheads, Superheads Ultra Wide and heads. Slim. H E A D Z, Heads. heads. Oh, okay. And That's... then, like, in, in between, there was like nothing, not available. And then. All of a sudden. All of, <laughs> last year, the Rito camera company came out with the Ultra Wide and Slim. Where and are they from? Hmm. Rito. Uh, they're in uh, Taiwan, I think. Ultra wide and slim. Ultra wide and slim. Look, look, don't be, look, don't get mad I'm at me. If I'm, no, I'm talking to them. Oh, don't get mad at me if you're not in Taiwan. It could be just right in China. Well, it doesn't say on the package. China. Time to wake this show up. Ultra wide and slim does not have a flash. And what's the shutter? It's f11 at one. F11 one one twenty fifth of a second. There's no way that's one hundred twenty fifth. Just telling you what it says. <laughs> By the way, folks, there's a new site called Flickr.com, F-L-I-C-K-R. It's a place where... All the kids are doing it. Yeah. This is the place to go where you could post your pictures, put them in albums. It's just about the pictures. It's just about the pictures. It's not about what you ate for dinner or where you were. There are a lot of groups, awesome groups, you know. uh, And also, I use this feature... I use Flickr to store my, you know, my my curated pictures, and from Flickr I could share right to Instagram. Whoa, yeah, That's easy. Usually, what I do. What's great about it is the tags. So whenever I'm like, oh, ultra wide and slim, ultra wide and slim, and Flickr, oh, they're all my pictures I shot with the ultra wide and slim. Mm. You can't do that on Instagram. Yeah, can you? Uh, <laughs> sort by hashtag. You can search everyone in the world. I don't know if you can just search your own. So, we have a camera review. What's it called? Oh, my God. I forgot all about that. This camera is called the Petrie. Well, nobody really knows what it's called. It's heavy. Uh, I'm calling it the Petrie 35. Yeah, that's what it says. But technically, 
The, the name is actually the Petrie Color Corrected Super 28. That's actually what the name of the camera. Color corrected? Uh, it means uh, the lenses are coded in a way that will render color film colors correctly, which oh. cameras, I mean, if you're shooting with like old cameras from the teens and 20s mm. and 30s, there really wasn't such thing as color film. So if you shoot color film through them, you end up coming up with really weird color aberrations and yeah. color shifting and gotcha. weird color vignetting. So, so this was made for the new age of color film. Exactly, the new era of color film. But, I mean, at this point, this camera is from 1956, so it was not uncommon to have color-corrected lenses. But the way that, the, um, the way that it was named, it is technically called the Petrie Color Corrected Super 28. It was made by a Japanese company called Koribayashi, starting in 54. This was like a progressing series of... 35 millimeter rangefinder cameras, a lot like like if you look at the Kiev cameras, a lot of those mm-hmm. Japanese and Russian cameras, like every six months they would change something on it. So there ended up being 12 different versions of it. So the one that I've got here is the first generation of it, but it's a little bit of a later first generation. Oricore, 2.8, 45mm lens on it. Later, ver- you could get this, this was a 2.8, the you could also get as a as a three point five and as a shutter speeds from one second to one three hundredth. So heavy. Split into the funny old Kodak shutter speeds of like twenty five, fifty, and a hundred. No. no, is that a rangefinder? It is a rangefinder. I didn't get to that Ooh. sentence yet. So one second to the three hundredth with uh, plus bulb. It has a cold shoe with a bayonet flash connector. Cold shoe. Cold shoe. For being 56, I mean, this one's maybe, you know, whatever, 57. It Ugh. feels modern to shoot because it actually has a thumb lever for um, a wind in advance, film advance, which I really like. You don't have to twist a little knob or do a funny thing. Ugh. Like, it just, it shoots like a modern camera. It has a pretty bright rangefinder in it, as John is currently trying to figure out. Used a little thumb knob. Yeah, I was going to say, it's usually closest to the body. The back swings open rather than coming completely off, which is nice when you're loading film. I I don't like this. Standing in a forest. Exactly. Yeah. All the controls are on the barrel of the lens, which is, like, again, John is, like, demonstrating as I'm saying it. It's like the It's a little hard to use because you have to keep twisting the camera around to get your aperture, then flip it around this way to see what your shutter speed is. So it's, it's a little slow to... To change your settings on. Yeah, you got to look at. You got to physically look yeah, at the camera. Yeah, look at the front of the camera to get. You the can't look speed, at the top, and then look at the top of the camera to get your aperture. All the buttons are on, or all the denotations, yeah. denotations are on the front. So it's it's a little clunky to use there. If you can set it and forget it, and right. one if, lighting if you, situation, you're all right. Then. Yeah, and be careful you don't bump the rings, because then if you bump your yeah. if you bump your shutter speeds out, you're out. But focus is done with a little knob. Um, on the side of the barrel, which is common. It's not my favorite because I tend when I'm when I'm going to focus on something and I have the camera up to my eye, I tend to be like fiddling around with my finger trying to find that little knob. So it's a little finicky to, to focus and a little finicky to set up. Yeah, it takes a little getting used to, but it the camera itself is heavy, solid feeling. The the um, the internal mechanisms are very good on it. So much so that uh, I actually shot a roll of the Frankenstein through it. And I didn't realize that I had gotten to the end of the roll because the, the winder gears in it are so strong, they just ripped right through the sprockets. The construction of it, the workings of it are, are great. It's very handsome. Yeah, it's nice. Um, they did have... Um, it looks this- like a Leica upgrade, though. I mean, it kind of looks like an M2 or 3. Well, because their logo was a big red dot. But mm. yeah, it's fine. But it's thicker. It's a lot it's a like a bit, lot of... It's yeah. a more bulky and less streamlined than an M2 or 3. Yeah, the the later versions were a little more streamlined looking, and the later versions you could also get. Weirdly enough, they made one that had a one point nine lens, and Ooh. also you could get it with a two point lens. Speaking of foggy, uh, that was my sort of reaction to the pictures it took. There, you can take a look; they're up on Flickr. But I shot a roll of the uh, FPP Frankenstein through it, and the pictures definitely came out sort of foggy, sort of dreamy. Hmm. 
and I it, I know it's not the Frankenstein. So I think this camera just sort of takes sort of dreamy pictures, which is fun. But again, if you're looking for sharpity sharp, yeah, the Frankenstein is the only role I've actually put through it. But um, and then yeah, like I said, I I actually had a roll of Frankenstein with 20 exposures on it, but I actually accidentally took about. 26 pictures on it because I just shredded the sprocket holes at the end of it. Sprockets. These cameras are cheap. I went on, I got on eBay to look up what they were actually selling for and I saw them selling for as little as like $1.75 with $15 shipping. Looking up like really clean looking ones, mine's also missing its leather on the front. Yes, uh, it is. Or leather everywhere. But really clean looking ones are going for 30 bucks. Like you could get a good working one for 30 bucks with the with the 2.8 lens on it. And, and then, yeah, ironically, like I said earlier, it's got color corrected lenses, but the only film I've put through it is black and white. So pull up the rewind to open it. Will you be shooting a roll of color? Uh, I might give it another shot. Yeah. Because I, I found the original ad for this camera from the mid 50s. It's written in uh, Japanese. It's in Japanese. I also did a Google Translate on it. Oh, look at that. So the original ad, it originally sold for 88,000 yen. $680 US today. Well, so, I, but I, so I ran that back and forth through Japanese inflation adjusters and then currency converters. So in today's dollars, just for a, sort of a comparison, in today's dollars, that would be $680. Back then, in 1956, 88,000 yen would have been the equivalent of 63 American dollars. Mm. And I also looked up an ad for a 1956 Nikon S2 mm. with the 2.0 lens on it, and that was 300. Oh my god! So this was 63 dollars, and the Nikon S2 was 300. So th- this was a bargain. It's not like it was trying to compete with with the with the big guys, which explains why the S2 is now worth you know a thousand, and this yeah. is worth 30. Well, that ad oh. a- answers my question. This is a Japanese-made camera. Yes, it is. And Very the, Japanese. Did you mention what year? Uh, 1954 is when it originally came out. This is a slightly m- more modern version of it. Right. So I'm, I would guess 56 is kind of what I'm saying. 55, 56, somewhere around there. Mark, thank you very much. Sure thing. When we come back, we're going to be uh, reading a few more letters. Once in a while you give Just for the fun of it When you give a Kodak Tele Instamatic camera outfit, you give everything you need to take exciting color pictures on Christmas morning. Tele Instamatic cameras take pictures two ways normal shots and telephoto shots. Kodak Tele Instamatic cameras start at less than $39. Outfits a few dollars more. Hey, we're back. Do I get to read a letter? Or is it only Oh, Mark? yeah, yeah. John, Mark I, I have a letter for you to read. That was read? the only thing I used to do on the show. Now you're giving them all to Mark. Can I read What's it? Up? He's so. No, well, now let him. I'll let John read this. Just let me read it. Yeah, you read this letter. All right, John, go ahead. Okay. Corn muffins. <laughs> <laughs> It's a recipe. It's a recipe for corn muffins. <laughs> yes, it is, folks. You Walk don't it. know that I'm Mike the Baker, did you? I didn't know that. Mike the Baker. That's going a stretch too. I long. made corn muffins from scratch from at home. That uh, makes you the yeah, baker. I'll tell you. Let me tell you what I what one I, box of why, he, he just had to give back the letter. So you, you could, finally got I a letter. Know. You said corn muffins done. One corn cup cornmeal. Thank you. One <laughs> cup all-purpose flour. Now one third cup white sugar. I put one-third cup maple syrup. Wow. No sugar. Is that why they're hard as rocks? Two. <laughs> this is from Dan Yeager, who we've donated so many cameras to. Oh. Dan Yeager from a lot Pick- of cameras. Pickerington. You're probably given him 50-plus cameras. Yes. Way more than 50. He wins all the Those contests. Are red. Hi, Michael. I want to sincerely thank you for your generous donation to the photography curriculum at Pickerington High School Central. All these cameras. And he lists all the cameras we gave him. Some auto reflexes. Oh, this was a school. I see. Oh, Practica. That's the camera. 
Practica. Oh, oh God, I forgot all about Practica. We yes. You got a Practica with a 1.2? That's yes, cool. Yes, I do. John and I could find no one. I mean, uh, when I say no one, I mean no one on the planet that was interested in Argus C3. When I yeah. mentioned to I Dan love Argus C3s. at Pickerington, I didn't mm-hmm. even say, I didn't say anything. All I said was Argus C3, and he was like, oh, yeah. rangefinder, really could use those. Really could? Yeah. Could. Yeah, I you, sent you them could, like four or five. You maybe. could teach a whole photography college course just with everyone having C3s. That, that's an excellent, perfect yeah. camera to learn photography on. It's, it's so simple. Very basic camera. Thank you, Dan. Dan goes above and beyond to, yes. to communicate back to He's us. He's the 1%. Thank you, Dan. <laughs> because a lot of people we send stuff to, we don't hear anything from them. You know what? I'll, but I'll, that's not what <clears throat> it's about. You don't give to get, Michael. No, you don't. I'll volunteer a, a camera giveaway. If you want to give me a C3, I'll uh, electronically flash sync it. Ooh. And then you can collect my nickel There's brick. one literally be right fun. behind you on the shelf, not, right in front of you. Not the Harry Potter one. No, one right. Oh, the black one. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't even know if that... I'm assuming because it's on the shelf, I'm assuming it works. These, I've never seen one that didn't work. Oh yeah, this is a That's good a one. Nice this is shape. a late one. That's a very nice shape. Yeah, so because oh, you, you can take the front off of these and and hand time the flash on them. Oh, now so where sync it for uh, electronic flash? So these cameras on the side, they have. We're talking about the uh, Argus C3, folks, thirty-five millimeter. The camera. brick on the brick on the uh, side. The back is a little fococked. I can I can unfococked it. it. All right, stop doing that. <laughs> so on the side, that's where the the fla- it takes a a pin flash that's on the it. side, right? Yeah, the cattle prod. <laughs> so what will you do? You will put a hot shoe on it? Hot shoe? Um, well, if you you may or may not recall, I have one of these that I, I have the, the big stick flash that's, that sticks yes. in the side of it, but I converted my stick flash to have a hot shoe on it. Do you have an extra stick flash? Uh, possibly, but if not, I'll take one from you. Do we have? Do you think we have? There's got to be some. There's got to be some kicking around. I know. I know for a fact I've got mine. I have a big Rubbermaid tub just full of stick flashes. Okay, so oh. you may have another. <laughs> so one. I probably have one. And it's it, so that's fun and easy to do. And then you end up with a electronic flash synced brick. And that's a rangefinder with a cattle prod. Yeah, it's got a good rangefinder. It's got. Um, it actually has interchangeable lenses. There were four or five different lenses you could get for it. This is the one that they always come with, which is the three point five. It's got a good range of shutter speeds. Yeah, I love these. They're just indestructible. Okay. I'm like looking forward. Parts. I'm looking forward to you spiffing that up so we could give it away. At some point in the next few months. <laughs> I think when you soup it up, that will make it more attractive to people. Yeah. Why don't we read, read a quick letter? Oh, yeah. John, okay. John just walked out of the room. Yeah, John just abandoned his letter reading duties. Yeah, that's me, John Link. Oh, this gives us an excuse in 2024 of why he doesn't get letters. Because we were poised to hand him a letter, and he just walked out. <laughs> All right. All right. That's well, like we folks. need reasons. <laughs> the racist accents are, are enough. Um, hello, Mike and crew. I've been working my way through FPP low ISO films. Yes. I typically put a roll in my go bag of film. I've shot the low ISO color a few times, and I like the unique color palette. My recent low ISO roll was the Svima MZ3 fine grain. It definitely has a creamy glow. Oddly enough, I tend to hand hold photos with the low ISO films, either wide open, holding the camera still, or with intentional camera movement. You would think my keeper rate would be less than with low I- would be less with low ISO films, but in general, it's still about the same one to two photos per roll. Thank you for your podcast, and I enjoy the banter and variety. Yeah, who's that from? That was from Adam Bennett. Okay. Would you like to inform John of like that he, you know, 
I missed my chance to read a letter. Yeah. And now you're take a call. Now, you, and now you're docked for the rest of the year. That's it. You're done. Not this you're year. You said 2020. You're docked for the rest of next year. Shit. No. Wait. All right. So that one's done. Give me that. Wait. Oh, there's more letters. Let's jump. Wait. Give me this. What's below it? Nothing. What's the, there's, there's nothing. Two no, there. It's just very thick paper. All right. <laughs> this John's is from uh, Brad Bull. Brad Bull? Yeah, Brad Bull. Red Bull's brother. <laughs> uh, years ago, I developed a hatred for vertical videos. <laughs> I'm so, dude, I am so with you, Brad. I totally get. It. It's because it's for lazy people. They don't. When people don't want to turn their can their phone sideways. They want to keep it like this, and the framing is horrible. Vertical framing's framing difficult. is difficult. Awful. It's disgusting. Anyways, Brad. I feel you. Disgusting. It says in parentheses, especially when someone was shooting widescreen action and they convert it to vertical. Then began the trend for square video. Arg! The frustration of not getting a bigger view when rotating my screen. See? That's what it's all about. Now, with the popularity of the TikTok and the Reels, people are turning landscape videos into portrait. Now, I just live in a state of constant rage. Thank you. <laughs> For this outlet on my feelings. Well, Bradley, I have to tell I you, I totally feel it. But I've ta- I've, I've, I'm past it. Like now, well, I find myself. Like, how did you get past? Like it? I just shot Mark, just reading a letter. Yeah. For the show, did you shoot it vertically? I shot. I was shooting it horizontally, and then in my brain, I'm like, oh, stupid. It's not good for the the TikTok. I don't use TikTok. Well, Instagram. whatever. Instagram's all the same shit. So oh, you then can I shoot vertically on Instagram. You can, but then but, they smush it. Well, you get an amazing amount of black screen. Yeah. So. It's not fair. It's funny how no social media platform has adopted the wide format as a format, when in fact... No, because the sheep don't want to turn their phones. It is the most beautiful thing. It is. It's the best framing. And there's no wide frame option on social. No. I mean, you could use it, like you said, but they they push push it in. So it's like you're you're only using one-third of the space. Mark, I don't think John's going to hand you the letters back. What letters? Mike wants me to read the letters. Whatever's done, uh, give it to me. Why do you have this aversion to me reading letters? I you don't want me to read letters? That's no, you read, I don't want to insult you, John. You read letters. Go ahead. I'll read them again when he's gone. <laughs> you can cut them in. <laughs> this is from Christopher Bates. Christopher with a K, like Christopher Robin. Okay. Bates? What? Like Spelled Norman. Bala with a K? Norman Bates. <laughs> Bala. Oh, color. Oh, what a silly bunt. Uh, his message is, <laughs> greetings and salutations. I really enjoy your podcast, guys. Keep up the good work and keep it with keeping film alive. I shoot 35 millimeter and medium format and had a dark room years ago, and I built one again a few years ago and have been processing black and white, C41, and E6 in addition to black and white printing. I was curious if you know of anyone who has information on mixing powder developer on a per roll or a few rolls basis, oh. as opposed to making a concentration, then diluting it for my working solution. My idea is, is instead of waiting until I have several rolls of proce- to process, being able to do one or two only, and then not seeing the clock ticking on the shelf life of the concentration. For example, if you knew the precise gram weight of powder developer to just make 400 milliliters of working solution, then the remaining, remaining powder could continue to last indefinitely. I hope that makes sense. I asked one of the guys at Midwest in Columbus, and they hadn't heard of that idea, but they seem intrigued. Merry Christmas and happy holidays. So this guy just wants to parcel it out like it's some kind of protein powder. And what's the gentleman's name? It's uh, Christopher Bates. Uh, Christopher, I sent him an email. I said, hey, HC110, because HC110 starts as a concentrate, and you mix only what you need for your two rolls. Mm. You use it, and then you throw it out, and, and then you mix 
Oh, called Working Solution. Oh. As opposed to D76, I personally use D76 stock, and then when done developing, I pour it back in the bottle. Mm-hmm. So The trouble is the powdered developers aren't as homogenous homogeneously mixed as the liquid developers. So HG110, you can it's use a liquid. tablespoon of it, and it's fine. But if you just took a tablespoon of powder out of a developing kit, you may Can't. not be getting the Can't. proper yeah, no. ratios of, to, like, of chemicals. No, it, like D, it let's say D, let's say Kodak D seventy six. You mix up your gallon, mm-hmm. and then once it's mixed, you could take from the concentrate and make a dilution specifically yeah. for developing. Oh, and then you keep your concentrate on your shelf when you're done. But you can't just stay? take a cup of D seventy six powder no, and you make can't. a pint. <clears throat> you, like, you, can't, you have to do the whole. You game. have to mix your right. stock full. Stock yeah, you won't be getting the right solution. mix. Yes, it, it, it would probably <laughs> work, but it's not going to be yeah. ideal. And the last letter of the year, 2023. Oh, this is, oh, thanks for give, saving the best one for last. You got it, pal. Miguel Peralta. How to pronounce your name? Miguel Peralta. His, his Instagram is Jedi Lost One. Subject, general question. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of fields here to go through. I'm general question, yes. <laughs> Hello, general question. Rats. I thought Justin was coming. <laughs> Hi, guys. Greetings from the film photography community of Jersey City, mostly hey. based on the streets that love and listen to your podcast. Wow. That's your turf. Yeah, I know that turf. I never heard this guy. Dude, you, do you know that Mark is at Metropolis Music I in, know, I feel bad. in I Jersey hope, City? I hope he's not a good friend of mine. I purchase products from your site often, and it always arrives quickly and safely. Two quick questions for you guys, if I may. One. One. What photo books would you recommend someone go out and purchase day one to use as an inspiration to see the beauty of film photography? To quote being there, I can't read. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> Who has Henri Carter Brisson books. His framing of street lives is amazing. There you go. Okay. My favorite book is uh, uh, we just talked a few a few episodes ago about those uh, those photographic magazine books that I found. Oh, at the thrift amazing! Store. Yes, those were excellent. And yes. there and there was one book for every sort of discipline: how to use flashes, how to use the darkroom, how to use color the film. That was called the phot- photographic magazine. The the name was confusing. What was the brand? Do you remember the brand? photographic magazine? Okay. Uh, what were they called? Oh, the somebody, Blueprint. The Blueprint series. Someone wrote in that they went and bought those. Well, how come we're not reading that letter? Uh, yeah. What's that's next that's what I would recommend. What's the next question? Number two. You guys have so many photos and are great photographers. Have you ever thought about putting out a limited edition of a photo book with all photos shot and scanned be, by the FPP that gang? Be fun. Oh, well, that would answer number one. We have uh, like <laughs> such a library of images. From the beginning of the FPP till now, like amazing amount. But is he saying images we took of things, or is he talking about images of like FPP events and stuff? No, images no, he means that pictures. we took as photographers. Oh, yeah, that'd be fun. Like, like each FPP a person Mike, gets a chapter. A chapter for Mark, chapter for John, Leslie, Matt. Okay. Oh, I wouldn't even have thought of that. I would have thought more like themes. Like there could be a chapter that's landscapes and a chapter oh, of well, urban sure. and a chapter. Could, that'd be fun. Be done any which way. Portraits. Thank you for all you do and also giving me something entertaining to listen to while I develop and scan film. P.S. I'm one of those customers waiting on restock of the FPP C41 kit. Can't in wait. Stock. In stock. Really? really? Restock. restock. Finally. I hate that ECN2. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> that's it? That's the letter? That's where... It, yeah. And then... Uh, that's where that's where oh, hold on. I that's got where it's at. I can help. Darkroom 2024 calendar today on the fifteenth. So yes. go to look for our newsletter. The newsletter. Do you get the newsletter, folks? Of course you do. Not only can you put this on the wall, can you put it on the wall? 
You can do whatever you want with it. How's a stand? Like you stand it up on a desk? Oh, I see. See, look, you see? Oh, look at that. Yeah. It's a desktop like it? calendar. All right, so listen. It's the. Oh, wait. What? All right. I'll do this my. Just in. How about. Save it. Save it for the next I'm show. I'm going to save it for the next show. What show? Exactly. All right. Well, this is. I'm, I get a little teary eyed. It's the end of another year. How many years? This 11. is the end of our 14th year. <laughs> what? John 11. 11. Oh, my God. Podcast at filmphotographyproject.com. Wowie zowie. Please do send us an email. Um, you know, I want to hear from you, and uh, we're going to see you next time. Thanks for listening.
Seaweeds, chewies, chewies, chewies. He shall wake up.